Welcome to track number 5 of Australia 1000 Camp. Now, the next, I'm giving you reasons why, why what? Steps to not fighting. And the first step is what? Being fully persuaded. Amen. The second step is understanding the higher authority. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, anytime there is a church which has which belongs to a denomination, there is usually more peace in that church. For instance, if Pastor Chris is the pastor here. Not so many people are going to fight him because they know that somebody put him there. He didn't put himself there. He cannot be here himself. You understand? Because no one can make himself a pastor here in Australia or the senior person here. He didn't, he didn't appoint himself. You see, he didn't just explode into this place. You understand? So all over the world, where you have churches which are denominations or belong to a denomination, you find that there is more stability. But when you start a church, like myself, when I started the church, I came under a lot of fire. Because this question, who are you? Who do you think you are? Who brought you here? Mr. Big Stuff. Are you called? Who sent you? Are you sure? And they fight you until you, it, it is proven somehow that God did send you. You understand? And the reason why there is peace is because there is a higher authority. Because you know very well that there is some higher authority. So now as I'm here, because the church has wept for some years, Right, and it's quite evident that God is doing something, He's building His church. So that means that there is a higher authority over me. It wasn't just a self appointing, self aggrandizement. You get what I'm saying? A self exaltation exercise. But it was actually God who was working. Then there's more calmness in the church. If I appoint Pastor Gamal as a pastor, right, somebody may see him and say, oh, who is he? I don't like him. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to see his face. I don't, I don't know him and so on. But then, there is calmness, a certain calmness comes because you know that there was a higher authority who has certain parameters that he had in his mind or certain qualifications that had to be fulfilled before the person becomes a pastor. Are you, how many understand what I'm talking about? Alright. So the existence of higher authorities above us brings out, takes away the fight and even the need to fight. 
Because what you are fighting, you are not actually fighting that person. But you are fighting the higher authority who sent him. That's why Jesus said, He that receives you, receives me. Alright? And when you fight the person who has been sent, you are also fighting the person who sent him. This is what you must understand. So the existence of a higher authority in churches and so on, removes the need to fight the person. Because you realize that the person you are fighting, right, is not actually himself, but there is someone behind it. So now you take a policeman, okay, and you fight the policeman, you find out that you, you, some other powers come to take you on. Some other kind of forces come. You get it? And then you see all kinds of things. Now the police have some walkie-talkies and different. They have a button, you know, which they can press. They don't speak on it. You just press and all police in a certain radius will arrive there. They, they will, you will be located by that button. That they press. I know a policeman and he was telling me how they do it. He pressed a button and that's it. Yeah. You see, one day a certain policeman went to see uh, um, the, uh, he had a call that uh, there was this lady and her husband who were having a fight. You get it? It's a Nigerian <laughs> husband, a Nigerian man and his wife. You get it? <laughs> so, <laughs> when he got to the house, you get it? The wife, the Nigerian lady, was a very big fat woman. <laughs> and she was bigger than her husband. So she was sorting out the husband. <laughs> so when the, when the policeman came there, you get it? The Nigerian woman grew wild. And she started to sort out the policeman. So the policeman pressed the button. And when he pressed the button, my friend was, was in the area. They had the signal that come. So when they came there, the Nigerian man was sorting out the policeman. And the policeman had gone red. His, his whole face was red. policeman. Idiot. She said, every sentence, the full stop is idiot. <laughs> idiot. She asked the husband. She asked the, she asked the policeman. Idiot. Are you married? She asked the policeman. Are you married? Idiot. Do you know anything about marriage? Idiot. How old are you? Idiot. <laughs> the policeman was red, red. His office was red. Idiot. <laughs> and he saw that he was in danger so he pressed the button and called for help <laughs> you see the case was about she said will you walk out of here she walked the policeman out I think the husband had called for salvation <laughs> you get it 
So what I'm trying to say is that you see a person standing there like that, that there are people around that will be called upon and that will come in to come and back up what he's saying. So if I have put Pastor Chris here and you fight him, you will find yourself fighting me. You'll find yourself fighting other general superintendents. You'll find yourself fighting other general overseers. You'll find yourself fighting me. Yes. We'll take you on. you become my enemy. And I'll fight you. I'm ready to fight you. These days I've developed special cases to fight other orangus and other higher powers that want to fight against the Lord's anointed. It's true. It's true. Because like the policeman who pressed the button, click. Because his face had gone red. And he thought that he was the president. So when Pastor Chris' face goes red and he pressed the button, click. Then you see other people. Yeah. It's true. That is how it is with authority. There is a higher authority. And the presence of a higher authority brings a lot of stability. And that is why in the denomination, Pastor Gamal did not make himself a pastor. Anybody who has a problem with him should see me. I am the person who was marked. That's why I appointed him. I am the one who was marked. So the madness is with me. So if you have a problem, see me. I will explain that answer to you. That is what I want to say. If you have a problem with it, you see me. And I will explain. Yeah. That is the essence of having a covering or a father or an, a, something that is over. It's not a self-appointing or self-aggrandizement. You have to understand that. And that is why Jesus, when he was called to the centurion's house in Luke chapter 7, and the guy called him and said, Come, then his, the man said, Look, he explained, he didn't say, I am a man of authority. He said, I am a man under authority. What it is that he's rather boasting of something about himself. I am a man under authority. I also am under. I know what it means. I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come. You can never say to one, go, and he will go, unless you are under something. So your authority comes from being under. So it is when you come out of the under, then you stand on your own without a covering. That is when you don't lack power. And you find out that you are naked. One day, one of my pastors went to commit fornication. And so, the, um, the person that he committed fornication with was now pregnant. So, there was a problem in the church. 
So when I came to the church, the church members wanted to eat up the pastor. Do you understand what I'm talking about? They wanted to finish him off. It's like, Chale, what do you mean? You've gone to sleep with this uh, girl and you have impregnated her. So, I came there and I had a meeting with them. And I brought my face that you see me before you see my man. All your problems, you sort it with me. And I sorted them out well, well. Yeah. Because I will not sit down for my pastor. You see, everybody can make a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm not saying that it is a good thing or the right thing. But you, you, if your child is in prison or your child has been whatever, you will run to defend your child. Will you not defend your child? Yeah. Because everybody's child is bad. And tomorrow that bad child can grow up and be the best son. In fact, in fact, because he has been naughty, he may be motivated to be a good boy. So I said to the people, you, when you look at a woman to last after her, have you not already committed for me? All of you, you are all adulterers and communicators. I face them. You are all murderers, liars. <laughs> Thieves. <laughs> you are coming to kill my pastor. I will never allow you to kill him. Wicked. Hey, the church people, they are wild though. If you allow them, they will kill the pastor just now. So I calm the storm. And I silence I was the only one who could do that. Because I made him a pastor. And he's under me. So he, and he's a human being. That is my work. My work is, a, my work is not just to appoint. It's also to protect them. To help them maneuver, maneuver, maneuver. Until people are able to do well. Amen. Not every child does well in first primary school. If you don't know, let me tell you. Pray, those of you who children are collecting prizes in nursery school. That is not what is important. (laughs) Your child is getting prizes in nursery school. That is not what you should should start praying. And your child is getting the prizes in primary school. Class 1, all the prizes. Prizes in reading, prizes in this, prizes in this. Comprehension price. Hey! You must rather pray that your child will rather get prizes in the higher education when they start getting to the upper levels. In fact, if you are experienced, you see, one day I met a certain lady here, she was experienced because her, the sister. Okay, when they were small, the sister was used to collect all the prizes. First in color, coloring. <laughs> First in this, prize in this, prize in that, prize in coloring book, everything prize. Hey! And later on, 
When the child grew, when the sister grew, she never took school serious. And they who were 25th, 17th, 19th in the class, 35, rather grew up and became doctors and lawyers and whatever. This one was first in coloring, first in writing, A, B, C, one, two, three. You are first in that. She now stopped the school, found a man to have a marriage, all kinds of things, just in the middle of life. Uh, and that. So later on, this lady, her daughter, she also gave birth to her daughter. Do you see? The sister of the one who was getting the prizes. Then when her child started to collect same prize in everything, she said, no, 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 no. It is too early to be collecting these prizes. <laughs> it is too early. And you see, many people, they get better as they go on. In fact, in fact, many people who do well, they, they get better. And you need to give them a chance to get better. Hallelujah. You need to give them a chance to get better. And if you don't give them a chance, they will quench. Yeah. So this is my pastor who had this problem. You should see him today. Excellently doing well. Hey, you see his church with people. Working. One day I was in a, 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 a restaurant. Uh, I forget the type of restaurant. It was a special, not Chinese, another restaurant. I was sitting by Young Bichu. We were sitting by a, a bar. A bar. We were sitting together at a bar. And he was eating some special shrimp prawn something. And then this question somebody asked him. When a pastor falls into a sin, what do you do? He said, everything is different. Every pastor is different. He said, me, I had a pastor who had this kind of problem. Today, that pastor, he withdrew him. He was through whatever. He has 100,000 members in his church. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it is right. It is not right. But I'm saying that you cannot wipe me out or wipe somebody out because of a difficulty or a problem. That, and I wouldn't allow you, the church, I wouldn't give you the chance to do that. I'll fight you. You can write it down. I'll fight you. You get it. You get what I'm saying? You join me to fight this thing. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. So pray that your child will do better gradually. Improve. Amen. Because things, <laughs> things get better as you go along. So the presence of a higher authority can save the fight. Oh yeah. So you should thank God. You know that uh, Pastor Chris is not just the one here. There is Pastor Peter. There is Bishop Richard. We are all there and so on. People are not just doing whatever they want to do. And if you are here, you have to accept the authority of the person who is here. Because people did not invent themselves. And when you don't respect somebody who has been sent, it is the seed that you should never be respected by anybody. This is what you must realize. It's the seed you are sowing. It's the seed 
that is you are showing that no one should ever respect me for the same reasons. Yeah, no one should ever respect you because you don't respect somebody who's been sent. True. You don't respect somebody I sent. You will not also be respected or regarded. Yeah, it will it will not work out well for you. You cannot have it. So the presence of a higher authority is one of the stabilizing things in a ministry. So you should be glad to be, belong to a denomination like Lighthouse Chapel, which has more than 1,200 different, 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 different churches. And everybody becomes a pastor through a system. You say we are trained, we are not called. You are mouth like a frog. Do you understand? But we are training our pastors, amen. And we are bringing them up. And the, in the, and the first condition to become a pastor is whether the person believes God has called him. And say, we are trained and we are not called. Hmm. Are you listening to me? Are you listening? Yeah. So I want you to recognize and sort of value higher authorities and understand somebody put someone in charge and you have to respect all the different Any, let me tell you something in this Australia anybody who rebels against Pastor Chris you rebel against me personally I will deal with you personally if you fight him you fight me in Australia oh yeah you take him out I will take you out Straight, there will be no question. No matter who you are, you can have been here for 39 years. You can be older, younger, this, that, whatever. You fight him, you fight me. That's, that's the way the thing works. If you go to New Zealand, Pastor uh, John is there. Is that what you call him? Pastor John is there. If you take him on, I don't care whether you are nicer or whether you sing better or you preach better or you feel this or you feel that. You take him on, you are taking me on. I have, all the years I've been a bishop, a pastor, I've never turned for anybody. All through the years. If ever I have somebody there, and someone comes against the person, I, owe, I will never take your side. No matter what the person has done, because I can't. That means I don't like myself. Yeah, I can't. I, I will not, if I put Pastor Gamal there, where are you, in the Brisbane? And you turn against him there. I'm sorry. But I will not go against him there. That's what you must understand. I just want you to understand. That's how, that's how it works in the army. And that's how it works as far as authority is concerned. That's why Jesus said, look. He that receives you, receives me. I'm sending you. So when you receive the person I send, it means the person is receiving. He that receives me, receives the Father. So you have to understand. We can't break it down. Now, if there is a problem, the person is not good, then I'm the one who come and change it. And I say, no. but you can't change. You, you see, if you are a sheep, you cannot direct the shepherd. The sheep does not tell the shepherd, hey, man, man, left. Man, 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 left. Have you seen it before? What kind of sheep are you? What kind of sheep are you? You can't stop. Meh, meh, meh. Left, left, left. Meh, meh, meh. Left, left. You are not a sheep. You have something else. No child can look up to... One day I had a sister in the church. 
she was not happy with her mother. You know? And she said, hey, my, Mommy, Mommy doesn't treat uh, uh, Daddy well. She doesn't know how to, she doesn't know how to care for him. She didn't. She was talking. I said, look. I said to her, you are not married though. You don't even have a beloved. You are rebuking your mother. Do you know what it means to be a mother? Hey! You know what it means to marry? Marriage is different from boyfriend and girlfriend. They are two different things. Boyfriend and girlfriend is delusions. Marriage is realities. That beautiful girl that you see in the church, you see the reality in the house. People really look beautiful in church. Oh. Hey! They look stunning, stunning, glistening, gleaming, shimmering, shabaya! But they're real. You will be surprised what is in the reality. That perfume that you have been smelling, in the real life, you will not be smelling that perfume. There are other things you will be smelling. Excuse me to say. Are you there or you've gone home? So, brothers and sisters, I want you to respect the higher of authority. Understand it. Understand. Even if I send my secretary, my secretary to you, and you, you, you mistreat her, you come into conflict with me. You see, one day I met a certain lay pastor. And uh, I think my, I sent my secretary to send a message to him. And he just talked anyhow to her. So later I called him. I said, brother. At that time he was not in full-time ministry. I said, when you see somebody who is in full-time ministry. I said, this lady you see here. She would, she would have been a bank manager. I don't mean working in the bank. I mean a manager of the bank. As you see her in the church as, a, as if she's no, nobody. As you speak rudely and you just speak anyhow, you should be careful. Because before you can come full time, you are there, she has been able to come. You cannot easily come. Before you come, you have to do triple jump, high jump, long jump, and pole vault. Before you can break through, leave your job, leave this, your mortgage, your this, and before you can enter. This person has been able to enter. Careful. And when you speak in that way, you are speaking to me. Because I'm the one who sent her to tell you that thing. When you say, eh, this and that. Be careful. If I send my house boy to you, treat him well. One day, I sent one of my, uh, what do you call it? 
Yeah, I can say secretaries. She was. Uh, she does the buildings. I sent her as far as a city, 250 kilometers away, to go and look at a church building. When she got there, the pastor didn't even come out of his house to come and even see that she had. It was like a fly has come around. Meanwhile, that's the main person that I'm working with to do all the construction, everything that you see that is built in the church. She is the one who does it for me. And she wouldn't even come out of the house to even see. Just say, let her go to whatever. Because you don't have any respect for that. And you realize that, that that lack of respect, I discovered that it's a lack of respect for me. It's like if I have my wife, I've chosen my wife. You don't like my wife. You feel I should have married somebody fair colored. Or you feel I should have married somebody taller. And you feel that the wife I have is not a good wife. You cannot reject my wife. You reject my wife, you're rejecting me. So you must understand and accept the reality of authorities. Jesus said it. If you receive me, you receive the Father. He that received you, received me. That's why people die when they criticize pastors. But people die. When you speak against somebody, even you are speaking against the Lord. Because he that does it to the person is doing it to the one. That's why for me, I react to the people. You see, what's happening is that as the church is bigger, you won't see me personally. I'm, I'm, I don't live here. I don't live here. I came here. I don't live here. So the person that I put here, which is Pastor Chris, Pastor Yamish, is the one you can see to make your face to him. And give an attitude. That face and that attitude and that behavior that you are doing to him is what you are doing to me, only that you haven't seen me. And I know it. And I know that when you get me, you will do exactly the same thing. One day, one of my general overseers, he was in a certain country, and he was struggling, and the struggle that he was having was with one of the pastors that I've appointed that people thought it was a wonder that such a person should be made a pastor. It was a wonder. <laughs> So one day, this pastor was talking to me. He said, Look, Bishop, this guy, I tell you, there's something wrong with him. Now, this particular pastor who was explaining this, I, I, he spoke for a long time. I said, Look, I don't want to mention this. He said, I said, Look, take it from me. I know the fact that he is. Is there a problem? What's the problem? When I'm preaching, you are disturbing my preaching by what you are doing. I'm preaching, I'm standing here, I'm preaching. You don't have to be starting making noises here. What are you doing? What's going on? Just stop whatever you are doing and listen to what I'm saying. You have even made me forget what I was saying. So listen, listen to what I'm saying, please. And I'm saying that this pastor, right, I explained to him, I said that this guy is some way, I know. 
you will know that he is some way from the way he behaves to someone who you've put over him. You can know. But, but me, whenever I used to come, he used to come and you sit after the service, you say, So, Bishop, how do you find the church? I say, Oh, it, it's, it's good. Then you ask me, Is there anything I should do? So, are, are you okay with the church? Every time he said those words, I used to say to myself, You, you are some way. Only that you have been seeing me. So, when you see me as a visitor, you just come and know you, you be nice and so on. But really, the real behavior is the behavior that you are giving to this general overseer. Only that he hasn't seen me. But there is always an occasion that brings out the real. And that day came one day. So one day, I decided to come to that country. Oh, this baby is disturbing. Yeah, the baby is disturbing, please. Are you listening? Okay. What am I talking about? Yeah. So one day I came to this same town where this pastor is struggling with the guy under him. And I called for him. I said, come to this town. It was like I came to Adelaide. And I said, come to Melbourne or come to Sydney. I'm in Sydney. So come. So I came in the morning. And I was expecting him to be there by the evening. By evening he was nowhere to be found. 7 o'clock, he was not there. 6 o'clock, he was not there. 8 o'clock, he was not there. 9 o'clock, he was not there. 10 o'clock, he was not there. So at 11 o'clock, it was raining. And I was in the car, driving around the city. I said, let me call this guy. So in the rain, I can remember the exact telephone booth I got out of. I got out of the car, and I came through the rain to the telephone booth, and I called. Those time, mobile phones were not so popular. So I got there and I called this pastor. And I said, I said to, I said, What are you doing, brother? Leave them, leave them, leave the babies. Sit down, sit down, just sit down. Okay. So now, I'm sure you cannot even understand what I'm even saying now. But I said to this brother, at 11 o'clock in the night, I called him, I said, where are you? When I called his house, because I've got a message that he was not feeling well. So that's why he could not come. So when I called him, I said, why are you not here? The brother who was not feeling well had gone out at 11 o'clock in the night. So just as I was speaking to him, his wife said, ah, he's coming in. When he came in, I spoke to him. I said, 
My friend, I've come, I've traveled from far, like how I've come here. You see, if I've come for a camp here and you call yourself a pastor in this church or a lay minister, you are not at this camp. To me, you are not serious and I have to remove you from even being a pastor. I have to remove you. Yeah. To me, I have to, I have to clear you out. And I'm ready to clear. You see, I'm ready to fight. You see, I've been fighting all my life in this work that I'm doing. You get it? I'm ready to fight with you. I'm ready to clear you out. I'm ready to close down churches. I don't want to play around with it. I, I just want you to know. Yeah, I don't want to play around at all. You know? So I said, my friend, why are you not here? I've come far. I said, come, I need to meet you on issues in doing to do with the church. Then he said, oh, somebody had died. Somebody's child had died or somebody's child. So he had come to visit the person. I said, yeah, this is not a time to go and visit somebody whose child has died a day or whenever the child died. It wasn't even that very day. This is not a time. I said, I'm here. It's equally important. You see, when, let me tell you, when you are an ambassador, you are responsible to the people you have been sent to. And you are responsible to the one who sent you to be an ambassador. So when I said that, you know what he said to me? He said, ah, when you teach us what to do, that when people are having problems or whatever, we should go and visit them, and we are doing it, then you rather call and tell us to do other things. This is what he said to me. In the evening at 11 o'clock, whilst it was raining. And I said, look at this guy. And you see, this is the, what this guy was complaining all, all along. That this man is some way. And I said, don't worry, I know he's some way. He hasn't seen me. So that's what I'm, I'm explaining to you. That if you are in Australia, and you are some way to Pastor Chris, it's because you haven't seen me. That's why when you see me, you smile and you behave in a certain way. But it's because you haven't seen me to behave in that behavior towards me. And I know. So any attitude that you put up towards the pastor that I have sent there is the attitude you are putting up towards me. And I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you so that I can, I can deal with you directly. It's very easy. Very simple. That's why a higher authority wipes away argument and fight. And you must, you must love it. I am glad I don't do what I want to do. I don't preach what I want to preach. I preach what the Lord wants me to preach. I don't preach to please you. Even when I went to Adelaide, the guys were saying, even when he was introducing my book, he said, you can see from the title of the book, he doesn't write the book to impress anybody. Because the title of the book is The Words of Jesus. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you can go away. The Words of Jesus. If you don't like it, go away. There's nothing nice about it. It's about the Words of Jesus. Simple and short. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, having a higher authority makes it easy. I have a singer who sings for me. Her work has become easier since she understood that she's singing for me. It's easy for her. She just sings. If she was here, she would sing. And she doesn't sing what she wants to sing. She sings what I want. It's easy for her. Yeah. Because you, you do what the higher authority above you wants you to do. And the whole world is made up of authority. There's a husband, there's a wife. There's a pastor, there's a congregation. There's a pastor, there's a senior pastor. There's a pastor, there's a bishop. A bishop is an overseer of pastors. 
an general overseer oversees and overlooks, looks over pastors. So no one is just a self-made giant who just appears. And Jesus said it. You know, John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, even when he was challenged one day he was preaching, a man stood up in the field, he used to preach in the open air, and said, by which authority do you preach? How can you stand there? He said, I preach under the authority of the Archbishop of Canterbury, who ordained me as a minister of the gospel. It is under his authority that I'm preaching. And that's why when Jesus was, when Jesus was baptized, when Jesus was, was challenged, under whose authority do you do these things? He asked them a question. He said, John, you know John, is his baptism from God or from the devil? They couldn't answer. Because they did not receive John. So if they say it's from John, there will be trouble because they rejected John when he came. And if they, if they, don't, if they don't say John, uh, if, they, if they say something negative about John, everybody knows that John was a prophet. You see, but the reality was that Jesus came in under John. Amen. That's why, come let me baptize you. Yeah. He baptized John. If I baptize you, you, I must, you must be under me. Yeah. He knelt down and he put him in. That's why when we even ordain pastors, we say they have the right to or, uh, officiate, to baptize, to do whatever. So Jesus was baptized. Did he put his head, go down. And they brought him up. And that John. And John said, I'm not even wet. No, Jesus said, no. Authority is very important. One day I will be challenged. By which authority do I come and do these things? I have to have an answer. I have to have an answer to answer that question. Let me be baptized now. That's why. Thank you. I, I was ordained. I didn't ordain myself. I was ordained in 1990, in September, or December 1990, by a man called Reverend Michael Bassett in Victory Church in London. I didn't, I didn't uh, uh, ordain myself. It is the church that I belonged to when I was in England. I played the drums, I played the piano there, I worked in that church. And the pastor ordained me and blessed me to be in the ministry. Yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't just create myself. I didn't rebel against anybody. I didn't make myself a bishop. I was consecrated by an archbishop. And then a council of churches accepted by the UK government, even. In the UK. I was consecrated as a bishop. I didn't just consecrate myself. I didn't just come out of nowhere. And that is why we do these things. Because there is an importance in higher authorities. Now, when you are in a church and somebody wants to bring confusion to the church, okay, that is when you must remember that your loyalty is to the higher authority. So if the choir leader wants to lead you out of the church to go and form a separate church made up of the choir, your loyalty must be to the higher authority. The one above the quality, which is the pastor. If the pastor wants to lead you out to form a new church called Traffic Light Church, 
West African Association Church, Sierra Leonean Association Church, Liberian Association Church, whatever church, you say, my friend, my loyalty is to the higher authority. I cannot follow this thing. I cannot. I'm sorry. If you like to go, you can go. Personally, this is where I belong. If your bishop now wants to lead you astray to hell, me, that keyword mills, I now am leading you to hell and I'm telling you things that are rubbish, then you must tell me, Brother Doug, we love you, but unfortunately, my loyalty is to something higher than you. You are, because you are just a man. My loyalty is to Jesus. And I will not follow you against Jesus. Because I, and I'm teaching you not to follow me if I'm leading you against Christ. Because the Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. If I don't follow Christ, do not follow me. You are a fool if you follow me. Do not follow me if I'm not following Christ. Do not follow me. If what I'm saying is not from the Bible, remember, look at my face, flesh and blood. I'm a man. Don't follow me. So, it applies to me just as it applies to you. Whatever the level, do not follow. One day, we had a certain church in England. In one town in England. The pastor called. He was so excited. He said, my church is growing. And you know why he was excited? Because the members of the church were white people. Many, because all, all our churches are African, but now this church was growing more white. So I said, wow. The next day, he said, 30 people have come. 40, 50. Church growth in six months. I tell you, you see, the church was increasing in leaps and bounds. Most of the church members came from a particular country. And the country was, is it Poland or Poland? They, they came from um, Poland or Czechoslovakia. And they were in a part of England, not London, outside. Are you listening to me? And the pastor was, he was always calling my wife and telling her every Sunday how the church was growing. One day, we had another call. Hey! The church which was about 80 or 100 people has now become about six people. Do you know what happened? The choir leader, who was also from Czechoslovakia or Poland or one of these countries, he organized all his fellow people. So they were the choir on Sundays. Then he organized them. He said, choir meeting. Then the pastor said, no, this, whatever, something, something. You cannot do that, whatever. He organized the next choir rehearsal at another place. Before they realized, they started a new church. He became the pastor. All his family members, the whole Czechoslovakia and Poland, everybody was there. <laughs> new church. Straight! The past, 
Peter was broken. Do you know that when Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed him to heal the broken hearted. Aha, that is the broken hearted. <laughs> hey, that's what Jesus was talking about. Broken hearted. His dreams were shattered. His ministry was destroyed in one day. And I think he even closed down the church. The church was closed. I think they started it again now. Yeah. So now I think they've restarted and some more Czechoslovakians has come. Look at these people. <laughs> I've seen one of these before. I've seen some before. So in a church, nobody should form a nationalistic group in this church. You do hear what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody should form a nationalistic group that, oh, we are the Nigerian Association in the church. We are the Sierra Leonean Association in the church. We are the Liberian Association. We are the Sudanese Association. Because when you do that, you give the possibility that somebody, one day somebody will say that, ah, these Ghanaians, Ghanaians, today I'm a Ghanaian. You, ne- you never used to see me as a Ghanaian. Now you see me as a Ghanaian. How come I'm a Ghanaian today? When I was making you a pastor, you didn't see me as a Ghanaian. You saw me as a man of God. And today, another evil spirit has entered your mind. You now see me as a Ghanaian. A Ghanaian? Is that what you see me as? How can it be that your eyes have twisted and all that you see of me that I'm a Ghanaian? When I was preaching to you, you were happy. You didn't see me as a Ghanaian. How come you see me as a Ghanaian? Why don't you see me as a Swiss person? Am I not exactly half Swiss as I am half Ghanaian? Why don't you say this Swiss man? Why don't you say this Swiss man? Why don't you say a Ghanaian? <laughs> Why do you say Ghanaian? Nobody should form any... As soon as you start to see me through nationalistic eyes, the whole church will change right now. You see a different church here. I look at you, I don't see you as a whatever. Now you suddenly see me as you are thinking of my country and my whatever. And you see, all through my life, everywhere I go, I don't belong. That's what is even sad. Because in Ghana, they don't see me as a Ghanaian. If you, I'll show you, I'm going to show you a, a film. Have I, did I show it to you last time? Tamale Crusade? You watch it. You see, during the miracle time, I asked one of the, pe- the people, what, am I a black man or what? Oh, you are a white man. I'm saying that's a white man. All through my life, they either call me Lebanese man, they call me white man, they call me red. In Kenya, they call me point five. Different, every country they have a different name for me. According to how it suits you, so that you separate me from you, you use the description that you feel at that particular time. So he's a half caste, oh, he's a Lebanese man, oh, he's a white man, oh, you man, red man, disappointed European. It's true. When you are angry, then you start to now give me a description. Now when I was making you a pastor, Gamal, Paul, when I was calling you, when I was making you a pastor, did I say that you are a Sierra Leonean? No. I saw you as a human being, somebody who God has called. I encourage you. 
I don't call you by your country. I don't call you by something. Now you are calling me by something. You are putting a gift on me. That is how you want to see me. That is how you want to see me. No. 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 It's because you want to rebel. That is why you have found out my nationality. And you now call me by my color. And you give a name to me. And you call me something. West African. This, that, whatever. Be careful. Be careful. Because you will bring upon yourself a curse. You know something? When we pastors are officiating a wedding, yeah, listen carefully. Who officiated your wedding? Louisa, who officiated the wedding? Huh, Reverend Peter. Listen, no. when Reverend Peter officiated a wedding, and what did we say? We said, what God has joined together? What who? God. God. You call Pastor Peter God. Is he not the one who brought you together? What God has joined together? Let no man put us under. When you are annoyed, you forgot it that you call him God. Last during your wedding, you said he was God. <laughs> you forgot it that you call him God. That God has joined you together. Now you are insulting the person. Ah, you should be careful. You say, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Now you've forgotten that God is the one who you, you call him God. And in your anger, you are now insulting, say, I'm a Ghanaian. God is now a Ghanaian. God is now these Ghanaians. God has got a nationality this evening. God has got a passport. He's got a passport. So my friends, listen to me. I'm talking about authority. You know, you must be loyal to the higher authority. Don't follow stupidity, foolishness to fight the person you call God who has done nothing but only good for you. And only good to you. Don't see, I don't see you that when you come to Accra, you see different countries they are working with. I don't see this is not. I have people from Mexico, people from Zimbabwe, from Uganda, Namibia, Jamaica. I have Jamaicans. Any country you can, Americans, Canadians, they are all with me. I don't see this person is this. I cannot. I cannot. I don't want it. I don't like it. I, if I, I hate it. Because all my... In, in fact, that's what the word of God says. But in addition to that, I myself, I have my complex from my childhood. I've been called red, Lebanese, disappointed, point five. All, so in addition to the biblical, I have my personal grievances against that. So when you bring it, there's double... Ish. You provoke another spirit. Yeah. Are you listening to me? So brothers and sisters, I want you to remember, don't 
follow, follow the higher authority. If I am wrong, I can be a man. I mean, not I can, I am. A man at his best is a man. When you try, you are just a man. Just now, you see that you are urinating. Just now, no, you see that you are urinating. Something is coming out of you just now. Oh, a nice person like you, something smelling like this coming from you. Oh, <laughs> no fine. <laughs> just now, no. You were standing here nice look. No, no, look at, look at something. Listen, in a church like this, where everybody is welcome and is wanted, where we want to reach out, don't let your nationality be too strong. Don't speak your language in church. We speak only English in church. Nobody should bring any language here apart from English. English is the official language in this church. Did you hear what I'm saying? We are in Australia. We don't speak any other language. Don't come and when we finish talking, you turn to your neighbor and say, Hey! What does it mean? What does it mean? What you said, what does it mean? What, what are you saying? What are you saying about me? And learn how to speak with Australian accent. Practice at home. Practice at home how to speak Australian accent English. Is it clear? No, I'm serious. It's officially, I'm bad. Don't come to this church and speak your language here. It's official. I'm telling you. Don't call this church. Don't bring nationalities and those things here. We have International Sunday once a year. On that day, bring your nation out fully. Just bring it out fully. Bring your clothes. Bring your food. Bring your dressing. Bring everything. But after that International Sunday, return to Australia fully, fully, fully. Only once a year we allow you to bring your, your country behavior. Once in a year. That's all. Period. After that, eh? after that, you are an Australian. Can I have an amen from somebody? Those of you who have married different countries, if you don't take what I'm saying seriously, one day, your spouse will look at you and say, mm, You, then Zambians, you Liberians, you Nigerians, you Africans, you white people, you Chinese people. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do? 
then you will remember me. You will say, Bishop told us this thing. Don't let your nationality come out. And you know, I'll tell you, you see, you people, you don't know. I have such an international, by the mercies of God, such an international interaction with different, I preach to Singaporeans, Malaysians, Chinese, different types of people. I will tell you one thing that I've, everybody is the same. Oh. But you, 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 you will not know people are so similar. Yeah, people are so similar. Everybody has the same aspirations, same feelings, same problems. I've learned not to magnify that thing. It's a very dangerous thing to do. This is what Hitler did when he came. Is there any Hitler here? This is what Hitler did when he came. He came and the first he said, Jews, Jews, Jews. The Jews are like this. Jews are like this. These are Jews. They are taking all our money. They are doing this. They are doing this. They are doing this. Gradually, he poisoned everybody's mind. The Germans believe that Jews, Jews were really the cause of all the problems in the world. That is why racism is a crime. Yeah, you, it's a crime to, to discriminate based on the race. Because of Hitler and people like that who have done these things before. Because it has been proved that basically everybody is the same. Within the pie chart, most, if it's a man, if my, most men are the same. Most women are the same. Which country, which country, which country is the same. Amen? So, in the church, it will break up the church. In the marriage, huh, you'll be married. You say, ah, why did I marry this girl from Burundi? Burundians Burundians don't know how to cook Burundians don't know how to do and you'll be saying also say that about Burundi but not your country is exactly the same it just happens that the one you have married is like that but it just happens that she's from Burundi but it's how all of them are like yeah a lot of people in Ghana a lot of girls don't know how to cook so if I had married a Ghanaian, I'm going to make a mistake and I've married somebody from Ivory Coast. What a mistake. And not knowing that the Ghanaian one would even have been worse. Are you there? I hope you are still around. You better believe what I'm saying. For I've been in this church business for some time. And you can always see there are some people who like my country. My country. Uh, we. We are. You see, we. We are. Let me tell you. If you are here like that, I want to put you on the next ship. Go back there, okay? To where you came from. Go back. Yeah. Don't come to a church and start to dis- destroy us. Don't, don't come because it's, it's, it's a church. And, and, I, and I can see a lot of white people here, different colors. If we persist in what we are doing, you will be surprised that this church can even become, it will be half white, half black, or more white. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. So let us not spoil the church. With, and do not speak. Anybody, you hear someone speaking a language, you just listen. You do not hear what Bishop said. You just, you lay hands on, and then if he's angry, say, I was lay hands on you to, to cure you of tribalism. Yeah. 